I want you to stop talking and start drinking. You're listening to The Modern Drinker. Let's drink! I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. Uh, cervezas, cervezas, tequila, mezcal, tacos. And, and tacos. And tacos. Why not? Live from Denver Taco Festival, 39th and Fox Street. Get on down. It's still, li- listen, if you got a, a 10 spot in your pocket, <laughs> it's still worth it. It really is. I mean, Way two hours, it. it's still it, worth it. And the sun's going down. Perfect. Grab a stick of juicy fruit. The taste is going to move you. That's right. It really is. I, maybe I'm That's a thousand right. years old saying <laughs> that. Right. We're not the, getting any younger, man. I don't care. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Colin Moyer, uh, just hosting the show. Kyle, what do you think, man? Man, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. It's your backyard. Yeah, I, I didn't think anything like this, you know, at this level could go go down in our backyard, but it is, and it's great. I'm glad there's another day of this tomorrow. Here's the deal. 38th and Fox Street, right? That's the Crafty Fox? Yeah, 39th. I 39th. mean, 39th technically, but, you know, if you're at 39th It's or, so I'm sorry, easy to get Fox. off the highway. Yeah, right you'll there. see us. We're, we're definitely stick out. You know, we're, we're a bunch of different colors. We're big, kind of modern looking. So we stick out a little bit. So Denver Taco Festival, has this hurt or helped the Crafty Fox today? Oh, it's absolutely helped. This is great. You know, so many people that haven't that seen. never seen us. And, you know, they're like, I live a mile away or even a half mile away. Or, you know, I've seen you before but never had the opportunity to come in. And here, here's our chance to show off a little bit. It's been great. We always talk about communities. And, you know, Rhino's just blowing up. There's so many things that I want to address. And I think next week I will with a lot of closures. Uh, closures of restaurants. We were, uh, and, and listen, I haven't said this the whole show. Last weekend, we were broadcasting live from Southern Hospitality. Monday morning, they shut their doors. They shut their doors. What's up with that? But I've seen this. Where it goes Southern Hospitality, Zengo. Uh, there's a, a couple other places. I have a theory. And Kyle, being a business owner, you'll know this, but with leases, there's hot neighborhoods. You sign a lease in lower downtown, all these things of what I'm seeing, a little shift and change, is those leases may have expired. Those things are going on. But right now, it's like, uh, okay, we're shutting our doors, but we're going to move to a different neighborhood. Rhino's doing it up right now. There's a couple other. Cherry Creek's actually doing very well. My stomping grounds. And uh, what we're seeing right now is very interesting in the food and beverage scene in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, no, it's, you know, the landlord definitely doesn't see the same, you know, vision as the bar owner or, you know, whatever, distillery, restaurant, anybody. So, you know, when when the landlord sees opportunity to either, you know, tear down and, and redevelop or sell it or do or get more rent out of somebody else, like, unfortunately, it doesn't matter how well you're doing or how much passion you have in your, your restaurant. If the landlord doesn't see it the way you do, I mean, it's their, their property. Even the other way around. The occupant of that place says, hey, listen, this is not the, the uh, juice that I want from my squeeze right here for the amount of rent that I'm paying, so I'm going to look elsewhere. Is There's a, a big movement and shift that's going on in Denver right now, and it's very interesting to watch. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I, I follow it all, you know, Westward, Facebook, Instagram. You know, everybody's posting all the new and the latest. And, geez, I, I saw some this morning. I saw some yesterday. And... Maybe they're moving. Maybe they're shutting the doors. Maybe they're changing concepts. I don't know, but it, it's it's interesting to watch. It is interesting to watch. But uh, what you can know for sure is that we're live from Denver Taco Festival. Use the, hash, the hashtag if you're down here and you've got your favorite taco, your favorite cerveza, your favorite tequila, and just uh, take a picture and hashtag Denver Taco Fest or Denver Taco Festival, and you can check out for more ticket information because tomorrow they're going to go strong again, and it's going to be another beautiful day in the Mile High City in the Front Range, so you want to get down here to 39th and Fox Street. Uh, Nobody I've talked to has had a problem with parking or getting here, but a new location for the fourth annual Denver Taco Festival, and this is good stuff. Get down here. Ten bucks will get you in the door, and uh, then you enjoy $2 tacos, and the the festival organizers with Stephen and Tim has just been fantastic. Right now, on the deck, Susan Koss and Mexico in a bottle. I got to figure this out because I don't know how you bottle anything so, so great. But uh, Susan, welcome to the Drinker Show right here. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's fun stuff. And uh, Jay, you're on my brand new shoes, man. 
You're on my brand new shoe. Oh, I'm sorry, that's my fault. <laughs> I was fixing the microphone because we couldn't hear that well. And I have I have a pair just like that that I can let you borrow. <laughs> okay, you actually do. Uh, where do we begin with Susan Koss? Susan, talk to us about Mexico in a Bottle. Well, Mexico in a Bottle is this great tasting event that... Um, I put together a couple of years ago as a way to kind of celebrate mezcal. Um, I have a, a blog all about mezcal that turned into events. It's called mezcalistas.com. And we started off by doing highly illegal events, speakeasies, um, to promote music, art, uh, mezcal. And uh, it evolved into the now very legal Mexico in a Bottle. So I just fell in love with Susan right now, uh, talk, a chance taker and a visionary. Yeah. Uh, everything, Jay, that you're not, <laughs> which is so very well. We share we share a passion. It's just hers is a passion for uh, 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 things. It, yeah, and and mine is a passion for doing nothing. You know, but I'm passionate about that. Yes, you are. You know, you might be able to make hey, so Moyer, uh, so Kyle. We always acclaim as he is the modern drinker he, with Bogey's beer and wine at sixty taps over there, Crafty Fox. I don't know how he does it, but I've learned some. stuff up today, Kyle. Do you want to know what I learned? I'd love to hear it. So, uh, tequila, mezcal, obviously different. So, Brian Rossi from Adelitas, he sat down with us and he said, okay, take a taste of it. Now, mezcal, very smoky, different method of what they're doing here. And I said, uh, so, Brian, I'm a scotch guy, right? I love whiskey, but I'm a scotch guy. Here's the, here's the reasons why, right? I kind of liken the scotch to the mezcal. Am I crazy and far off on that? Not at all. I mean, you get that smokiness and everything. And, you know, the mezcals, you get to use different agaves and play around a little bit. You know, you're not, not as But you're strict. tempering your palate, you know? Oh, yeah, He, he says, if you, if you have lime, lime or salt in, in my reach, I'm going to take it from you. Oh, as you should. It's, you know, it's over, over sauce in the burrito or anything like that. You know, you don't want to take away from the flavors. Um, I'm with you. I'm a scotch guy. I like the smokiness. It doesn't matter, you know, where the scotch is coming from. I, I like to pick it apart and get a lot of cool elements out of it. And same thing with the mezcal and, and tequila itself. But same family. It's like whiskey. You know, it's scotch and is whiskey. Whiskey is scotch. Same, same story. Susan Koss, what's your love for mezcal? Well, we have a saying that you don't find mezcal, it finds you. And I was traveling in Oaxaca, Mexico in 2003, and I had an opportunity to taste something at a party. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? And somebody was like, oh, it's mezcal. And I was like, I have to find out more about this. And I had been a tequila drinker before then. But there was something that was I was, was going to so ask. So backtrack. So you that was your drink, tequila. Well, tequila and also bourbon whiskey. Um, and what really I loved about the mezcal was it, it's so complex in flavor, and it has so many different levels to it. And, and its story, you know, it comes from small pueblos in Mexico. Oaxaca just happens to be the largest producer right now of mezcal, but there are eight other states where it comes from. It, you know, came from indigenous villages, and, you know, these are... I have a moonshiners in my family background. Um, they're from western the Appalachian area. Let's call so, the show. Susan and I were late. I don't even know. She's right, man. I don't know what it is, but we just fell in love here because the, this passion that shines through with you for not only just what you're drinking, uh, the, the, the spirit that's in front of you, but the, the lineage, the history, uh, it all works into one for your passion for that uh, flavor. It's true, and there's so much um, craft and culture that goes into every bottle of mezcal. And, you know, to be able to then, from 2003, continue to travel back to Mexico and go out into these small villages and meet the different mezcal makers and try these incredible products was just, I mean, it was a dream come true, and it gave me entry into a world that I probably never would have experienced before had it not been for, like, I'm obsessed with this mezcal thing. And, um, you know, mezcal took me to scotch. So, interesting. Like, I was never really a scotch drinker. Yeah, we're right. We're right for each other. So. Am I right? Hey, listen. Am I, am I, so, who so needs tender? Greg? I want anybody to jump in, right? Well, no, actually, that, that's a good idea. Uh, your taste of spirits to be able to match yourself up. Yeah. For some, that's I, I want, a good idea, See, he's an idea guy. He just doesn't know what to do. They want, die on the vine. So important. I want, a, I want, I want a, like a seven drink and more, girl. As you swipe yeah. those so you know which one's seven drinks or more. You know, that that's I want numbers now, though. <laughs> All right. Anybody jump in. So uh, with scotch, 
you're dealing with a region, right, Kyle? You're dealing with a region to be able to right. call it scotch. Just like, just it's like still tequila. whiskey. Just like mescal. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? I was going to ask yep. that. Absolutely. Mescal has denomination. It's produced in nine states that can legally say the word mescal in a bottle. It has to be certified also by the certifying body of mescal. Um, I mean... Mezcal is produced in all states in Mexico. It just so happens that nine of them have this denomination. Um, so, you know, it is a similar story to, to scotch, you know, whiskey, but really also to wine because mezcal has an amazing terroir story. So it's these same agaves that are grown across these different regions, but each of them have, each, each mezcal has a completely different flavor because it's it's influenced by the land, the soil content, the water, the altitude, um, the mezcal maker himself or herself. Um, so it's so incredibly complex, and you're talking about very basic ingredients that go into it. It's agave, it's water, and it's the natural yeast, because mezcal is made from natural yeast, open-air fermentation. And, you know, so it's not much, and it just depends on those flavors that you're getting from the land and then the skill of the mezcal maker and what he brings to the product. What do you do when you turn back to tequila? Well, I had a difficult time, and frankly, after discovering mezcal and going back and drinking tequila, it was like, this isn't really very interesting or complex. And this also happened during a time when much of the tequila industry became you know, very industrial um, and mass production and volume as the tequila industry like, grew exponentially not only here in the U.S. but around the world. And mezcal is not made in the same way. But what's been really nice in working on the Mexico in a bottle is now bringing craft tequila into it because there are tequila producers that are kind of going back to some of the more traditional methods of production and pulling more flavor into the tequila than what you get from some of the larger brands that are available. Uh, Susan J. Parker, let me ask you this question because my brain keeps doing it. Uh, is somebody making something outside of those nine states that's mezcal? And if so, what do they call it? Well, they call it mezcal. <laughs> Just not legally. Just not legally. So, you know, you'll hear destilado del agave um, is one term. Um, but, you know, aguardiente del agave um, or del maguey. Um, but it's, you know, it's so commonly referred to as mezcal all over Mexico. To legally export it to the U.S. or to other locations, they have to have, a, as I said, have the denomination and the certification to be able to say mezcal. Interesting. That's interesting. What pops into your mind, Kyle Moyer? Well, I, you know, I love the, the craft craftiness of it. You know, you go to any bar, any liquor store, any restaurant, you know, and, and you look at the size, it doesn't really matter. And... and it's all about tequila. You know, you don't see, like, get, name a mass-produced mezcal. I, I, I bet, you know, you can't really. You know, there, there's, it, it's not like tequila where you see, you know, the big brands everywhere and George Clooney owning it and, and mm. you know, Justin Timberlake and, and Jay Parker, you know, guys like that. Are you doing <laughs> handsome guys or, or guys that bit of both. alcohol A little lines. bit of both. Oh. But you don't see that with the mezcals and you really see the craft element um, and, and, you know, the palate of the distiller and how much of an impact that has on, on each. Again, and, and the, the agaves that, you know, they work with as well. It's, it's really creative and I like that. Smoky your thing? I, yeah, I mean, it, what I say about the tacos earlier, I smoke my, my tacos. I, <laughs> I, I, everything to do with smoke, I absolutely love when it comes to scotch, when it comes to mezcals. It uh, doesn't matter. I love, I love smoke. What's interesting is when I look to uh, my scotch, I look for a little less smoky and a little more peaty. Right. But when I'm looking to this now and I'm being turned on and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the difference between the mezcal and the uh, tequila is that I'm going more towards the smoky. Although, I like to say roast and not smoke. Why? Because um, smoke can really bring out some bad connotations of what it tastes like. Um, and, you know, some of the, there are some industrial mezcals. They add smoke flavor to it, you know, to kind of bring that out. It's a little overpowering. It can be cloying. But when you get that nice, mellow roast to it, it just, it's smooth and it's beautiful. And that's, you know, so many of the mezcals that come into the market here. Like, you know, I always say to people, it's not smoky, it's roasty. No. Not smoky, it's roasty. So yeah. if you hear somebody say roast when describing mezcal, the, she's, she's right it, there with smoke. You. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm killing smoky. Kill smoky, use roasty. And, and I'll act like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, well, you do. <laughs> I mean, technically, no, I mean, to me, it's still smoky. It's still smoky. <laughs> 
I'm still fuzzy on the difference between tequila and mezcal. Is that just me? Or well, has to be can we clear else? it up? I mean, I don't know. Well, well, Susan and I, I wanna... talked before the, she came on the show, and she described it in a way that that I think was a little bit better for me. When we get back from break, Greg, can we do that real quick? And we just can have do that. Susan Koss, Mexico in a bottle. Uh, mezcalitas.com is where you can find out more information. M-E-Z-C-A-L-I-T-A-S.com. And uh, I think this is a really cool thing because as the uh, it's a beautiful evening. I mean, just so temperate as we've had these hot days coming into summertime with the summer solstice that rolled through. And I'm feeling great with the energy of what's going on right now in the Mile High City. This is good for me. Uh, we're easing into summer. The sun's setting on the Mile High City. And it's just a fun event for Tim Salazar to invite us along with Stephen has been a great thing for the uh, uh, organizers to just embrace us and say, come on in here. Let's talk about everything that's great going on here. And it's not just today. We ended 9 o'clock today, but you still want to come in. If it's a $10 ticket, it's a gimme in my eyes. You come in, $2 tacos all the way around, and they have so many fun things for you to look at. Tomorrow it goes off uh, sharp just the same. At noon till 8 o'clock, it is the Denver Taco Fest, and uh, it's a great thing. Four years that they've been doing this, and they're just uh, uh, turning them out like hotcakes, and these guys are great. Um, everything, uh, when, when food has a cause, food for a cause, and it's connected to something to where it's going to embedder other people. We're going to try and keep Susan Koss around with Mexico in the bottle, but we're also going to uh, introduce Tim Salazar, ConnectedSoul.com. It's a great organization, and it involves a lot of great people. And what we're going to do is come back. We're going to uh, – did I mess up? Is, is your uh, mic on there, Tim? Yeah. Our whale was close. Salazar is almost our whale. What, what did I do there? <laughs> That I'm gonna I'm gonna blame on uh, that, Jay. That is my first No, absolutely. But that was the name somebody gave me. That I <laughs> mean, I didn't, I didn't. Oh take a stab goodness. in the dark. <laughs> Tim, you can ask us to leave right now. Anytime <laughs> you want to, you can ask us to leave. Right. Say your name there. correctly. For our Our whale. Just like Elway, but in, with an our way. <laughs> Jay uh, feels horrible. Everybody knows our way. Right? Jay does feel horrible. <laughs> I look how I spelt that phonetically. Uh, say how you say how you uh, right. spell your name. R W A Y O, exactly. I spelled it uh, A R W A Y O. I still feel Salazar. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, where did you get well, that from? I, I, to be to be nice, there is a Salazar involved in the mix. There's a fan, the Salazar family yeah. helped us out. Tim R W A Y O. He's <laughs> our guy. He's R W A Y O. Man, and that's, that's our ticket into the event. You yeah. probably heard that twice. He's or a bad guy, but he's our thousand times. We've got what, what do we have? Have we? Got uh, people talking to us off the air. It's really fun, but get down here, 39th and Fox Street. Uh, Kyle Moyer, uh, give directions how you get off the highway. Whatever, whatever way you're coming, get 38th exit, Park Avenue, and then we're right there off Fox Street. They're right up a block, 39th and Fox. Slide on in, have a good time with us. Stop by, say hi. Use hashtag Denver Taco Fest or Denver Taco Festival. Show your friends what a great time you're having. When you come on down here, it is the Modern Drinker Show back in a flash on iHeartRadio. You'll share a little drink with us on this festive day. It's the Modern Drinker Show. Are you ready for the ultimate wine experience? Hi, I'm Jennifer Hewlin, owner of Water's Edge Winery in Centennial. Step into my tasting room and enjoy our wine by the tasting, the glass, or by the bottle. Our winemaker and my husband, Chad, is making more than 30 varietals on site. Whether you're an aficionado or someone who's still exploring your palate, the selection at Water's Edge will satisfy you. If you're like us, you love wine. You love drinking it. You love sharing it and maybe even want to learn how to bottle it. Have you ever wanted your own vintage in your wine cellar? Now you can bottle your own batch of wine. Swing in and create your own wine label. It's the perfect gift. Check out our website for all the latest happenings by going to wewdenver.com. That's wewdenver.com. Or just stop in and say hi. Water's Edge Winery is located in Centennial at 2101 East Arapahoe Road. That's the northwest corner of Arapahoe University, across from the streets of South Glen. Stop by Colorado's premier craft winery. We'll see you at the water's edge. Hot dogs! Get your billies gourmet hot dogs! Hot dogs for grown-ups and kids alike! Awesome homemade sausages! Get your billies gourmet hot dogs! Billy.
Southeast Gourmet Hot Dogs. 100% single-sourced meat. Never any artificial flavors or coloring. And always hormone-free. Experience the best dogs you'll ever eat. Just two blocks from Coors Field. A perfect place to sit on a sun-filled outdoor patio and grab a beer and dog before a game. Billy's Gourmet Hot Remember the time when if you wanted to enjoy a classic Belgian-style beer, you'd better be visiting Europe? Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, head brewer of Brews Beers right here in Denver. It's with great honor that my partner Ryan Evans and I are able to share our passion for Belgian-inspired beers from our local microbrewery, Brews Beers. Located at the intersection of 67th and Pecos in the Midtown community, we invite you to Denver's only all-Belgian-style brewery and taproom to sample an array of classic Belgian-inspired beers. If you're a Colorado craft beer lover like myself, you're sure to appreciate our attention to providing only the best ingredients and care when we brew our Belgian beer recipes. With a food truck every night and open seven days a week, our spacious dog-friendly taproom and beer garden welcomes you, your friends, and family to sample from a large selection of award-winning, small-batch, handcrafted artisan ales. Look us up online at brewsbeers.com. That's B-R-U-Z-B-E-E-R-S.com. And we'll see you at the brewery. Hello, this is Sam Caligioni from Dogfish Head Craft Brewery, and you are listening to The Modern Drinker on the iHeartRadio Network. All right, let's do this live from Denver Taco Festival. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Kyle Moyer uh, doing the Modern Drinker Show, and it's a great time, 39th and Fox Street. Uh, what time is it? 7.25. 7.25, now. I'd still pay to get in. Can I just do a couple of corrections sure. real quick? Because yes. I missed it. Jay, what did you say? You were, uh, so, well, Susan Cos with Mexico in a bottle. So mescaline has nothing to do with mezcal. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Mezcalistas. Yeah. And, and, okay, go ahead. That's what I want to correct. The website is uh, mezcalistas.com. So there we go. And then I have to correct Tim's name because he's not Tim Salazar. He's our way Tim Salazar out there. I'm sorry. You thought you had Mr. your five Salazar, minutes. Exactly. It's not you. It's uh, Tim. Uh, I don't even want to say it because I can't read Arweo. your name. Arweo. Arweo. Tim yeah. Arweo. Yep. Tim, I uh, sincerely apologize. Susan, I sincerely apologize. No I'm out of here. Oh my God. Don't be out of here. I'm the least this is a great concerns. time. It happens. Uh, right. This is, event is for everybody, uh, even the uh, mentally impaired. Like you. Come I on know, in. We I have know. no problems with that at all. Come on in. Yeah, your $10 spends the same. And we've got $2 tacos. Actually, and this, especially the mentally impaired. Then. Yeah. I mean, anybody. We pride ourselves. I look at the diverse crowd that you have here, Tim. And, and uh, you know, event organizer, you've got to be just so proud. It's uh, good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're happy. I mean, we're happy that Denver's been able to uh, support us as well as they have for the past four years. Um, I think people now are starting to realize, you know, it's interesting because we get a little nervous, you know, at the end of the day when we're marketing, you know, because it's like, you know, not as much Facebook hits as usual. You know, what's going on? What's happening? You know, and we're realizing now that people are still they're understanding that we're a Denver fixture now. They're like, of course I'm going to Denver Taco Festival. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need to like it and share it no, as much no. as they used it, to because they're already it's gone. It's a foregone and, conclusion. Right. And listen, there's plenty to go around. I mean, tacos are beloved by all. all but, uh, you know, listen, another taco event before you, and yep. you've had no problem. No, they're great. Actually, they're great friends of ours. Top Taco, they are a fantastic organization, a great event. I mean, it's just... Uh, when you know a guy says somebody else, but you know, competitor, not anybody else... I see that in Denver all the time. It's, you know, yeah, the high tides raise all ships. And that's, that's right. Exactly that's right. Denver's that's a great city, you know, and events like theirs, events like ours, they just it just adds to the flavor, you know. They're, and, and if anything, too, I would imagine that it, it drives you both to say, uh, okay, you did that. Uh, okay. You exactly. know, wait for us next year. I got a little something up my sleeve, that's right. you know, and it keeps the passion and the exactly. fire burning. Well, the good thing is that it's, it's, uh, we're two different animals for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver Taco Festival is the city festival. We're uh, for the people. You know, we're, we're uh, everybody that, you know, they bring the kids out. They bring in, you know, grandma out and they bring out, you know, they want to do the Chihuahua racing and the Lucha Libre wrestling. And it's uh, that's kind of our, our vibe is more of a city type event. They're they're uh, they're more high class. You know, they're very classy. They have the best restaurants in the city. You know, they have uh, some really good brick and mortars. You're there. saying, hey, man, we're gangster. Yeah, that's Come a fact. Down that's, here a, that's exactly today. a fact. We're, we're street fighters, man. <laughs> yeah, look at these. Everybody coming out there, happy people. It looks like, I mean, I know what full people look like. Right? These people look full. Oh, yeah. They're walking out full. We've had some taco. Yeah, look at that. We've had some tacos. We're having a good time. Come great. Great. Taco Comas. Great. There's a lot. 
lot of taco babies made today. <laughs> a lot of tacos, baby. There and even more is. tomorrow. 12 to 8, you can still come out here at 39th and Fox Street for uh, for Taco Fest. Day 2 from 12 to 8, so don't forget that. 12 to 8 perfect, and they have everything you need here. I mean, what a great setup. And uh, Susan Koss, who uh, held over from Mexico in a bottle. Uh, thank you for that. But uh, Tim Arwell. Uh, t- talk about, we, we sat down, we had a meeting. We said, who do you want on the show? Who do you want to feature? I mean, it's a big deal. We have a two-hour broadcast, but there's not time for all of the great things here. Sure. You said, Susan Koss, come on over here. Why did why was it so important to have Susan on the show? Well, this is it's very important because we, uh, we've we done the expo in the past, but um, we really kind of, uh, the event is pretty much managed and ran by myself, my partner, and, and one of the gentlemen, Zachary Hombach. And... Um, Really, you know, we always wanted to do the expo to the level of what Susan was able to bring to us. And, you know, them joining the event is just, it just makes it a hundred times better. Anything that we could ever done. Wait, she was an outlaw for a long time doing a lot of illegal stuff, you know. So Susan here, now that she's legit, she's using her real name. That's why she fits right in. Her alias, you know, Consuela. uh, And and that's great that you're out here doing that. Jay asked before the break, it's 7.30 on 6.30 KHOW, an iHeartRadio station, broadcasting live from Denver Taco Festival. Jay, you wanted the distinction of Okay, here it is, tequila. I, I could do it because I've learned a lot today. You your ears you were closed because no, you're getting I, names wrong well, and websites <laughs> names wrong, everything else. But this is a very yummy Never event. going to live that down. That <laughs> needs to happen all the time. Yeah, it does. But she explained it to me, and this is, and it's even worse that I'm saying this now. She explained it to me before we were even on the air, and I got it more. And then Brian had a, a I know you're not Brian, Tim, but Brian the Rossi that was over <laughs> oh, here. Oh, no, I'm Brian. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's right. Yeah, Brian, get on over here. What's your name? Yeah, yeah that's right. Where's the mezcal? Uh, yeah. uh, and then he did a definition and kind of, and I liked hers better because I understood it better. So I just wanted her, if you could give us the, just give us the 60 second of, okay, these are like the differences. Wow. Of mezcal and tequila. Pressure on after yeah, Brian Rossi. So, okay. Well, I mean, he did it fine, but I like yours better. Well, I mean, you know, in Mexico, historically, all of it was the same. It was all called mezcal, um, agave distillates. That's just what they're called. So mezcal, tequila, resilla, sotol, um, these are all mezcals. Um, but the distinction came about uh, with tequila, it can only be made with the blue agave. With mezcal, you can make it with you know 30 plus varieties of agave. Uh, the production process is a little different at this point. Um, with tequila, most of the time the agave hearts are steamed and then fermented uh, and then distilled, usually a single distillation. With mezcal, the agave hearts are cooked in an earthen pit uh, lined by stone, uh, fired by wood. That's why you get that roasty kind of smoke flavor roasty. that you don't get with tequila. Um, and those are, you know, the primary differences. Tequila has denomination from five states, um, five regions, and mezcal from nine states. All right, see, I'm, I feel better. You about feel better? That. I feel better. Kyle Moyer, I mean, here's the deal. With a uh, liquor store owner, you know, no problem. But you have to deal with a large assortment of things. Tequila, mezcal, what's your selection? You know, at the restaurant, we, we're pretty light, you know. We definitely built ourselves to be more of a, a draft, you know, craft beer bar and obviously uh, focus on the whiskeys and everything. So when we go to Mezcal's and Tequila's, we're a little bit lighter. Uh, that's a little bit different over at the liquor store. You know, we've, we've got a cool variety of stuff. Um, I've got some personal favorites. Unfortunately, most of my personal favorites are not the cheapest. You know, I, I hate that word, inexpensive. Um, but, you know, with, with this kind of stuff, with the art of craft, you, you, you spend a little bit of money. It goes a long ways. This isn't stuff you're taking shots of and finishing in a night with your, your buddies. So, um, you know, when it comes to restaurant, you know, it's, it's not as exciting as I wish it was. But, you know, we're, we're, it's not necessarily our concept. So let's do this uh, before we break off and say uh, goodbye to Susan. For our listeners out there right now, give them some suggestions of some things that would take them on a flavor course that they wouldn't do before. For here at the event or just in their lives in general? Hey, do it in Mexico in a bottle. I expect everything out of you. But their lives in general, you know, most people are out there and they're like, I'd like to do this. But, you know, maybe I'm driving around and I don't have time. But they'd like to go through the experience that you know. I mean, I think that, you know, especially if you're going out, if you're hitting the bars here in Denver or restaurants, um, when they have a mezcal cocktail, 
you know, to definitely try the mezcal cocktail. That's most people's entry point into mezcal. And then to also ask for like a side try of the mezcal on its own. So then you can really get, you know, a sense of what the flavor is. Um, there is the most common uh, mezcal or agave is the espadine. Um, so most uh, most mezcals that you find in the market are made from the espadine, which is a beautiful agave. Um, it's the purest expression of terroir. Um, so if you can put together a tasting of different espadines from different regions or towns, then you get to see a huge variety of flavor that comes from this. A lot of people are like, oh, I hear there's these crazy wild agaves and I should have that mezcal. And it's like, you know, get there, but really try the espadine first because it's so beautiful. Um, but your bartender... Um, or, you know, at the liquor store that really focuses uh -huh. on agave distillates is going to be your best guide. And you can say to them, you know, I generally drink this and these are the flavors that I like. And I can guarantee that they will find a mezcal that you will enjoy. Uh, Tim Aware, I know why you wanted Susan on the uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely know why. And thank it's you. Tim. I mean, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you educating people on exactly what these differences in that spirit is because a lot of people don't know. And uh, that education is invaluable. So thank you for that and coming on the show. Thank you. And I would just say tomorrow, um, Sunday, the uh, Mexico in a Bottle tent will be open from 2 to 6. There are still some tickets available for that. So you can come on down and it'll give you a great opportunity to try beautiful craft tequilas with these craft mezcals and just to explore the flavor profile. Susan Koss, Mexico in a Bottle. Jay, do you want to say that with your... Uh, go ahead. Say, say what? Her website. Oh, Mezcalistas. Mezcalistas.com. Mezcalistas.com. Can you spell that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. M-E-Z-C-A-L-I-S-T-A-S. Thank you. Mezcalistas. I appreciate that. Hey, no problem. I appreciate you, Susan. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you, Susan. We're going to stick around and uh, talk to Tim. Tim, here's the deal. You know, along with these types of events, and they're so much fun to put on, but if you're not giving back to the community, what does that mean, really? That's exactly it. Yeah, that's kind of what a lot of people don't. It's like some it people leaves you a little empty, you know. It's exactly. like okay, uh, you know, we do the. We're so blessed, you know, it, with the networking that we do and the people that we have on and uh, the the community that we. But to be able to give back is invaluable, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you that's figure what out people what, really don't know about the Taco Fest is that it is a fundraiser. Yeah, Connected Soul. Is, yeah. is your organization. Right. Uh, and I think it deserves to talk about that when we get back because it is uh, not only enlightening to when I look around at this area and I would call it a, a large yard industrial yard absolutely but there's so much of the community that's painted on these walls that are people sweat and tears that's right uh and, and it actually goes towards something very close to your heart absolutely and when we get back we'll t we'll continue with uh tim arwell tim we'll come back we'll talk about this great event that you're having here but we'll also talk about the beneficiaries Sounds good. It's a cool thing. Yep. All right, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Kyle Moyer, in Booth in the News, Kyle, you are enamored. And are we going to have this gentleman on at uh, 745, Jay? We sure are. His name is Ryan McGinnis, and he is with uh, Fortaleza Tequila. What's your, what's your deal with Fortaleza? I just love their product. You know, when it goes to tequila, I absolutely think they're doing it. Um, amazing their their distiller is one of the best in the world and and he's known to be one of the best in the world so. wow and and brian mcginnis he stuck around he's like hey i haven't everybody's busy everybody and for them to stick around and give us all that great stuff is invaluable to us so we'll do that we'll take a break we'll turn around we'll be right back the drinker show we're live from denver taco festival again tomorrow jay what noon to eight 12 to eight you didn't miss day. out. It's not too late. It's perfect. And the temperature is going to be another beautiful day. You guys lucked out. I mean, uh, ra when it rains on your event, uh, you know, people will still stick around. But not like this. This is a good one. Perfect temperature. Uh, get down here tomorrow. 39th and Fox Street. It is the Modern Drinker Show. We'll be right back in a flash right here on iHeartRadio. You'll share a little drink with us on this festive day. It's the... Modern Drinker Show.
Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Beer. Always tastes better and fresher when it comes right out of the tap. Now you don't have to go to a bar to get the same great taste with Man Can. The Man Can is a sturdy, stainless steel, one-gallon, keg-style craft beer growler. Man Can. It's like a mini craft brewery that travels with you. Camping tailgating, up in the mountains, wherever. Perfect for get-togethers. You can keep eight pints of your favorite beer fresh in every man can. Here's how it works. Fill the man can at your favorite brewery or tap station. It keeps beer fresh and carbonated with an awesome pressurized CO2 tap system. The man can is virtually indestructible and gives you a perfect pour every time. It makes pouring craft beer easy, even from the fridge. The man can, a great gift for those who love fresh beer. Wherever you go, bring fresh beer. Get yours today online at mancan.beer. That's mancan.beer. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. All right, let's do this back to Denver Taco Festival in just a moment. But right now, it's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Here's the guy. It's a family-owned and operated. Jeff Rourke, he's the guy to where anybody, Johnny on the spot. Kyle Moyer, are you on right there? I'm on. Yeah, Jeff Rourke, <laughs> you called him. You said, uh, hey, listen, uh, you're not the guy who put my tap lines in, but you came in here, and I had an emergency, and Jeff Rourke was one of those guys to where it's like you love the guy who installed your lines. Uh, sometimes they're not available, but Jeff Rourke, he was there for you. Yeah, he sent somebody out that day, and it's fixed, and... Yeah, I'm Done. very happy. Uh, most trusted man in the industry, and he's doing installs, he's doing uh, maintenance, he's doing refrigeration. You want to get a good report card. That's why it's called A-Plus Beverage Solutions. A-Plus Beverage Solutions, get your A-Plus on your tap line because inefficiency is not the way you want to go in this world. Pouring foam just right down the drain, it's costing you money, Jay. What are you doing <laughs> if you have an inefficient tap line? You're pouring your money down the drain. And you don't want to do that. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke. Spend the money up front and have that efficient tap line because Jeff Rourke, he's the guy that's going to do it for you. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, just get a hold of him. He'll come in. He'll talk to you about your tap lines. You want to add something? You want to get a nitro line? You want to add water, wine, uh, spirits? They're doing it all. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. Get a hold of Jeff Rourke. Get an A-Plus on your draft lines. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hi, this is Jim Cook from Sam Adams, and you are listening to The Modern Drinker on iHeartRadio. Cheers. Let's go drink some beer! Beer! And why not? Because we're live from Denver Taco Festival, and it's a great time. All is well in the world. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Kyle Moyer. It's such a great time. 
and sitting down with us. His name is not Tim Salazar. <laughs> Tim Salazar is a guy out there right now yeah. like, yes, I'm yeah. somebody. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but not that's today. Uh, Tim Arweo, man. Uh, it, it's a great time to talk to you. And here's what it's all about. First of all, a great event. You've got everything. You've got wrestling. You've got Chihuahua, Chihuahua racing. That's right. Um, Live over there with Jay. Live music, man. Jay, yeah. we're, we're, and I said, I got five on the skinny one. You know? And don't do, I mean, you can, but, you know, keep it under wraps. But it's, so, it's I fun. I got my eyes averted. Everybody does what they got to do. Fun is fun. <laughs> but sometimes fun comes into where it's like, okay, uh, we're doing this. It's all great. But how are we giving back to the community? You're giving back to the community. And Connected Soul is something you're doing it with. Just the short rundown on Connected Soul. Well, uh, the basis of Connected Soul is basically we're, uh, we're a nonprofit organization, uh, but we're uh, a, an umbrella organization. So what we do is we uh, find different cool events that we produce ourselves usually. Um, we partner with other events in the city, uh, other promoters and that sort of thing. And uh, we help nonprofits basically raise money in different ways than just doing a spaghetti dinner, if you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying. Yeah. And what's really, food for a cause is what I call it. And uh, it's one thing to put together all the pieces to this, but uh, we talk about the community we're in. I'm a native guy mm -hmm. uh, to Colorado. I think you are as well. I am. I, yeah, I, born and yeah. raised. And it's something else watching this city, especially as we put a couple years behind us. Absolutely. You know, we're looking back more than <laughs> we're looking forward on stuff. And a lot of Not times in life. Town, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, how do, we, how do we get ahead? How do we get ahead? And then you hit a, a certain spot in your life is like, how do we give back and with connected soul we're looking at a lot of artwork here we're here you you were giving us the the uh, 50 cent tour the other day right. people are up here doing murals and it all ties in right yeah exactly that's it's kind of what i was speaking about as far as us being an umbrella organization so we work with uh, several nonprofits to kind of uh, do the fundraisers but also we do outreach to uh, different people like in the foster care system um, we've had some kids come out, and um, we have a garden space that actually we produced um, two years ago now, I believe. Uh, it's called Sweet Roots Garden Space, uh, 38th and Sheridan Avenue. Um, and we'd like to invite everybody, anybody that's interested in organic food or learning how to grow and put some seeds in the ground and get some food out of it. We actually created a garden space where people could come down and learn about how that works and, you know, what we can do in the middle of the city with as far as producing food. That's close to my heart. An urban gardener. I'm on the 12th floor of a high-rise in really? Cherry Creek, and I have this garden that's on my balcony that is just, uh, uh, I love it. it yeah. It's great. But I love the sustainable food and the urban and, exactly. and being able to, with your community, come together and you have these gardens. Exactly. And you look at it and you say, uh, listen, this is a great thing to do, but not only that, we're growing food, but everybody around us is connecting with their food. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's kind of the, the key to a community garden. Exactly, is that it's it's not producing enough food to you know to feed an entire community. What it's doing is creating a space for a community to come together and to learn together and to kind of hang out and bro down. Maybe you're having a little bit of coffee, and then you're you're talking about some growing, and you know, and it becomes a community resource, and that's that's why we did it, and it. It's been amazing. So when you lay down a 10 spot as you walk in the door, and it's a gimme to me, you throw down a $15 bill or a $10 bill, or it just doesn't matter what it is, but you come on in here, and you're like, okay, this is uh, actually connected to something that's giving back to our community. Connected Soul and ConnectedSoul.com is where that's you right. can find out more information. Uh, that's what you want to do. That's where you want to put your money, because if you're somebody like us that loves not only the United States that we're so blessed to be in. You narrow it down to Colorado and then you go down to Denver. Uh, here we are. We're uh, doing great events and we're giving back to our community. What exactly. more can you ask that's for? That's exactly it. Yeah, we're very blessed, like I said, that the city supported us so well. You know, and that's really where this all came from. We decided, you know, social capitalism is really kind of really close to our heart. You know, we've been blessed to do some really good stuff in the city and, and uh, the city's got behind us and, and we got we to gotta give back a little bit, you know, and people, people uh, uh, they supported us even more because of that. That's the cool thing about it, you know. Um, I think that's part of the success, I think. I don't know. It's hard to say of, of the Denver Taco Fest is that people are like, you know, hey, I'm going to go have a great time. I'm going to just, you know, have my friends hang out, see some wrestling. But then on the back end, we talk about these other events that we do on the back end and the programs that we do, this amazing art grant that we did um, 
Uh, unfortunately, this isn't television, but we got some amazing murals that we've we got great for. picks yeah, up. Uh, you, up. You can do that in Denver Taco Festival. Hashtag Denver Taco Fest or Denver Taco Festival. I have a feeling that uh, social media is a buzz right now, yeah, uh, which absolutely. it should be. And to find out more information when you come down here to uh, 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 eat some tacos, drink some tequila, drink some mezcal, drink some cervezas, uh, you're going to have a great time. And you're also going to be contributing to connect. Soul at ConnectedSoul.com. Tim, That's right. this event's amazing. Fourth annual, it's just going to grow. Continued success. I say uh, uh, don't stop, won't stop. Absolutely. And I appreciate that. You're not going to stop. Uh, we're not. It, we're we're going to continue and we're growing. We're actually going to uh, Portland this year, you know, so we're expanding as well. So, you know, it's kind of it's kind of taking on a life of its own, which is pretty cool. Good stuff. It's Another a, word, though, a uh, quick word about the uh, the yeah, art, please. though. Um, we uh, we as I mentioned, we produced an art grant, so uh, we gave uh, four thousand dollars to a few artists to come out here and produce these small pieces. So uh, what we're doing is we're starting to grow that fund. We're funding it ourselves, so we're trying to plant a seed. So just like the gardening piece, we're taking that and putting it into the business world. And and remember, yeah, these are folks that um, run on small margins. Yes. They're not going to put these murals up with exactly. those kind of funding behind them. Exactly. And for them to be, I can just imagine how bright they get when you're like, okay, we're going to throw a few bucks your way so that you can do what you they love. They do this because they love it. They yeah. love doing it. And know? to be able not to worry about it. Where's, how much is the paint going to cost me? Right. Where is this going to be at? And that's how they do. Exactly. These people that have this amazing talent, you know, they have to just scrimp and save to get a few spray cans together, you know, and they just go out and they make this amazing art. Right. So, so the idea is that we take this fund, you know, we take a, a little seed fund, we'll lay it in place. Uh, now that we have this, we'll be able to take other businesses to come and say, hey, this was amazing what you guys did. Let us let us give you an extra few bucks, you know, so maybe next year it's, it's $8,000. And it goes so long. It goes so far. Exactly. And it's, it's something that um, if you're an art artist, the word starving artist right. means something. Exactly. And when you get something like uh, Connected Soul to be able to say, hey, we, we believe in you and we believe in our community. Here's a couple bucks right. to make it bigger and better. Exactly. It, 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 it the words can't even be spoken. And that's that's exactly it. Steven yeah. and myself for both, you know, we've gone through that phase ourselves, you know, so, you know, that's exactly it. So we'll say, hey, you know, we can do a little something here, so, you know. Now you're not like you my mom who's like, Greg, I want you to suffer as much as I did. <laughs> uh, you're you like, your okay, dues, I'm yeah. sorry. So they pay their due, but you're like, okay, we're going to help you out a little bit. We're exactly. not going to make you suffer as much as, exactly. as we did. So that's, that's right. a good thing. Thanks for having us out. Absolutely. That's going to be cool. Great to have you uh, Ryan McGinnis is coming up, and uh, I want to just defer to Kyle Moyer because Kyle Moyer and Booths and News is going to be next. We're going to talk to Ryan, but you're in love with this organization. Uh, organization that Ryan's attached to. Yeah, Fortalaise is one of my favorite tequila um, producers out there. So I'm, I'm happy to kind of talk Fortalaise for the rest of the show. We're going to do that. We'll come back. We'll take a quick break right now. We'll come back. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Kyle Moyer, and so much thanks to uh, Tim Arwea, man. You are really a quality guy. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate thanks, Tim. All right, we'll take that break. We'll come back and uh, have Ryan McGinnis on the Modern Drinker Show right here on iHeartRadio. This is Charlie Papazian. You can try, and I'll probably say yes. You're listening to The Modern Drinker on iHeartRadio. You're thirsty. You want a drink, a swig, something to quaff, imbibe. You want bogeys, beer, and wine. 400 craft beers. We're talking lagers, suds, brewskis, you name it, they got it. 170 whiskeys, hooch, moonshine, bourbon, scotch. It's enough for any gin joint. The guy who runs it? Kyle Moyer. He's a connoisseur. Guy really knows his stuff. You want wine? Kyle says there's plenty of great wine right here. Local, you know. Family owned. Make your taste buds come alive. Bogey's Beer and Wine. It's a shop, a store, an emporium, a flavor factory for distilled spirits. Right next to the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria, near I-25 and 38th on Fox Street. You like beer, whiskey, and wine? This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Go to bogeysbeer.com. 
It's a tap house. It's a pizzeria. Tap house. Pizzeria. Mamma mia, it's a mosa. The Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. Named one of the hottest new bars in Denver by Zagat. 60 rotating taps dedicated to delicious craft beer. With permanent Russian River blind pig handle. The Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. The most heavenly pizza you've ever tasted. The freshest ingredients. Baked to perfection. This menu, they use the same ingredients that they use to make it a craft beer. With two outdoor patios, including a rooftop deck. With a majestic view of downtown Denver. Ah. Located just a mile north of Coors Field. Let's play ball! 3901 Fox Street in Denver. It's a tap house. It's a pizzeria. It's, it's both. The Crafty Fox Pizzeria and Tap House, where craft is their middle name. Check them out at craftyfox.beer. Now it's time for the Modern Drinkers Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. Brought to you by the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria and Bogey's Beer and Wine. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. All right, booze in the news. All the booze news you can use always every week with Kyle Moyer. And Kyle Moyer, uh, this is in your backyard, live from Denver Taco Festival. Here we go. A favorite of yours that, Kyle, yeah, just get, take it away. Well, yeah, I'm super excited because, you know, I always talk whiskey and beer and things like that that, you know, is more concept-wise for the restaurant. But when I first opened up Bogey's, uh, the liquor store, about three and a half years ago, I was right away introduced to Tequila Fortaleza. And was you know heard the story you know at that at that time I'm the consumer you know I'm told told the spiel and everything and you know I hear this wonderful story and I'm able to try the product and my life was changed from there on out and uh, we're lucky enough to have uh, Ryan McGinnis here from uh, actually he works with uh, Fortaleza and you know I love to talk and and kind of talk about this wonderful tequila that you know is out there and, and on the shelves at Bogies. Thanks for having me. You bet, man. Uh, his love affair with what you... We walked in immediately. He went right to your spot with a bunch of other vendors in there. Uh, Kyle, uh, why is that? That uh, That's something that you really enjoy? Well, you know, when it comes to tequila, I'm not that guy who's only looking for smooth and easy to shoot, you know, kind of thing. You know, I'm really looking for flavors. And, you know, when I, when I try any of, you know, the Repo... Uh, Reposado, the Nejo, or even the Blanco, I get so many different unique flavors that you don't get with other uh, tequilas. So right there, I, I'm, I'm set on what I'm trying because I just it's flavorful, well-made stuff. Take a minute, Ryan, and talk about Fortaleza. Yeah, Fortaleza is a cool little distillery. It's really a part of the history of tequila. So it's based in the town of tequila. Uh, it's created by the fifth generation, Mr. Guillermo Sousa who was fortunate enough to inherit from his grandfather the plot of land in the town of Tequila. And he used his history, his family tradition, to build back up upon how tequila was first produced. And so he actually creates it the way tequila started, old, traditional, slow methods, really not cutting any corners, making the biggest, fullest, fruitiest flavors tequila you can make. Where can people find you? It's, it's pretty readily available at all your premium liquor stores, your retail outlets, and all your premium restaurants and bars around the city as well. Are you going to be here tomorrow? Yes. You will be here. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so you'll get an opportunity to come down and see Ryan McGinnis, and it's one of Kyle Moyer's favorite. Uh, booze in the News is what we do every week. Of course, we're at a, a festival right now to where uh, time gets away with you, and it's one of those things. But, uh, Ryan, if you're going to be back here tomorrow, what we want to do is we want to get you in for a segment if you'll come back. We are short on time. The Modern Drinkers Booze in the News, brought to you by the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria and Bogey's Beer and Wine.